everybody. Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the mysteries of the universe. Please go to our Patreon page and help support us so we can keep doing this podcast. It's Death Valley Girls on Patreon. And now, for today's guest, we have Josh of Rock Roll Repeat. Rock Roll Repeat is one of our favorite companies in the world. Every single t-shirt they put out is amazing. Perfectly curated company of the coolest designs and subjects. Here we talk about one of my favorite topics, which is past life recall. Go check out Josh's stuff at Rock Roll Repeat Forever or on Instagram at underscore Rock Roll Repeat underscore. And now, please welcome to your head and heart, Josh of Rock Roll Repeat. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank thanks you. So, oh, thanks so much for being here. I'm super excited to talk to you. I'm stoked. <laughs> um, thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Well, I wanted you to come on to our Heroes podcast because you are a hero. Um, and uh, Shucks. Yeah, what's you like? But if I had to just like say today what I think you're a hero for, I would say uh, having like impeccable taste and perpetuating like almost like the best stuff every time you um make anything it's 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 based on the coolest stuff you haven't there hasn't been the stinker in the bunch as far as i'm concerned no 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 topics that i'm not like basically i i I would buy everything you make uh if only (laughs) uh money were like grew on trees but i guess i would like you to tell this world uh what it is that you do um because i don't know exactly what it's called okay well well first <laughs> of all thanks that's super awesome of you to say it's it's, all, it's always nice to hear um to be sort of uh, uh validated i don't get to talk shop a lot so it's it's cool to um to hear that thank you um i'm a t-shirt slinger i um i, I like to i make shirts that hopefully other people think look cool. Um, um, I've been doing it for on my own for five years, six years almost. So you but, design um, all I've, the art? Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, um, the majority of it, yeah, I do. Um, there are some, there are some collaborations I've done where I've uh, worked with other artists or commissioned artwork. Um, in the past, some some things I don't sell anymore that because it was so long ago but um yeah the majority of the stuff I design myself that's that's what I um that's my background cool so what's I what's happening now or uh, what's the item of the month oh um are I think doing- the most recent one go ahead oh sorry are you is Jordan is that the thing going on now Jordan has been going on okay that was um like- I still have I still have some but okay. um the newest thing is uh, I just had a, a new plasmatics tea drop right. and, and, but the newest new, the newest new is um, um, I'm going to be doing shirts with uh, for, for x-ray specs and polystyrene. So so cool. That's the newest collaboration. That's yeah. So I, I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that one. That was super cool to pull off. Congratulations. So what's like the process for getting to do that? It just comes into your brain or. Is it different every time? Um, yeah, so usually how it starts is 
with a, like a photo, a picture, or um, maybe I'll listen to a band or hear about something. Something will spark my interest, right? And then, um, and then I will track down who is behind that. Like, who do I have to talk to? Who can I, who can I um, reach out to to make that happen, right? To, um, to collaborate with them. So like, um, so like with Jordan, for instance, Jordan is like, um, you know, a legend basically. So her image is everywhere, has been everywhere for years. So it's like, how do I get in touch with Jordan yeah. To, to find out how to make a shirt. And then you so you so like I just start, you know, reaching out to people, start Googling. And you know, Jordan has a social media presence. Um, a lot of the photo photos of her, you can find out who the photographers are and then reach yeah. out to them. So so the one that I used for Jordan was taken by uh, Sheila Rock. So I reached out to Sheila Rock and Sheila Rock was down. So now it was like now I've got to get in touch with Jordan. But luckily Sheila was cool enough with me to reach out to Jordan on my behalf. Jordan was cool with it. And then, so we made some shirts. That's um, so cool. Yeah. It's like, a, it's, it's sometimes it blows my mind how it's like, if you just, you know, if you just reach out to people, you know, and you're, and you ask them and they're all, they're always super cool. Yeah. That's, it's, and then the rest is just business stuff. But like, yeah. for the most part, it's just like, like, Hey, I, Hey, I like, I like you a whole lot. Can we make some shirts? You know? <laughs> Yeah, that's so cool cuz uh we I didn't know anything about rules or we obviously as you know uh we didn't know anything about rules or uh image use stuff like 7 years ago uh when we made Street Venom and then also we made a shirt like a 25 shirt run with Jor- like a picture of Jordan on it and uh we didn't really know. I don't know why. It seems so obvious afterwards we talked to you. Uh, but we just, we just, I guess it was because we were like, oh, it's, no one's going to see this. It's not real. It, but, <laughs> but it is. Right. Real and that's, it matters. A, that's a good way to put it. Like, and it does, but it's really, but it's at the same time, it's, you, you don't know. And it doesn't seem like it would be a thing because these are, these are pictures and, uh, and likenesses and um, personalities and things that have been around for, for like decades. And usually uh, when people see this stuff, it's like, they don't know where, like, how, how do you, how do you begin to find out where that stuff comes from? Yeah. And honestly, because you've got the, because we've got the internet now, it's like, it's, it's easy to do. But for the most part, like if you're, if you got a punk rock background, you saw that thing, that photo the first, for the first time, maybe in a magazine or yeah. someone someone made it into a flyer once yeah, and then the exactly. provenance is really yeah the, the the provenance of this stuff gets really muddy yeah and so it's really it's important to to do due diligence but it's also it can also be kind of like super hard and um and, and you then you find out you go through a lot of trouble and then you find out that the person involved like they oh, they wouldn't have cared anyway yeah. but you know you've done the but they appreciate that you've done the work you know totally well, and I- I guess it kind of speaks to like, as a musician, you, at this point, we get no money for anything, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like, just not for anything. Uh, Like a million plays of your song gets you like $3,000. I don't know, like you get no money for your music. So it seems like, oh, what's, 
what's an image that we're not going to get any money for either? <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, like, yeah. but I mean, I get why it matters. Cause it's like, it's, that's a cool thing we could do is start with us. Like, like afterwards, this all happened with the, um, street venom art. I was like, Oh, we're going to pay, uh, people whenever they play with us. Like sometimes people just come and sing on stuff just for mm -hmm. fun. And, um, like we never paid singers before which is funny because that's what i am but we just it was just like oh people are like i want to sing on your record and it's like okay come uh but now it's like we we were like oh if we want to get paid we need to pay people um so you and you guys changed our whole mindset on it all and we're like okay we're gonna start from the ground oh. up paying people uh but it's just sometimes weird. i talk about it i feel like it's like i'm spanking somebody you know no. or like um like being on a um like like I climbed up onto some sort of a uh, sort of high horse, you know. Um mm -mm. but like nowadays it's yeah, like not like nowadays, especially with, with the internet, it's really it I wanna say you have no excuse but to find the people because sometimes you can't. Um but and also, then and then it's like sorry, and then and then you're like well, I was just gonna say like with with um with like the cramps, for instance. Um that's some people have did that that make a sound i can't tell if my computer noises are coming through on the no they're anyway. not sorry okay great the um so like with the cramps um uh poison ivy christy is uh uh it i don't know how to get in touch with her you know but cramps is something that's that's bootlegged like for a million years yeah um like i know i know people that know her and yeah. i've spoken with them ab about it and you know they, they would tell me about how, you know, like years ago, like before Lux passed, it was like, they, they didn't care. Like they knew that their, their shirts were being bootlegged, you know, all over the place, but they, but they really didn't care. It was not a big deal. But nowadays um, it's become really super lucrative and it kind of sucks to, um, you know, to, to perpetuate that when, you know, like, geez, someone, you know, the person who um, that comes from should benefit from that, you know? Totally. So, so some, Sometimes I do. Maybe I am a bit on a, a little bit of a, a high horse sometimes. No, um, it's you're but, totally right. Uh, I mean, I think that everyone should have the choice. Like people ask us, don't listen, publishing company, but people ask us to use our songs in their movies and things like that and like student films and all this stuff. And it's like, that's the only way we make money. But when they ask us a lot of the time, we're just like, yeah, just use it, whatever. And it's like, it should be up to us whether or not someone pays, but it's it also feels good to just be like, you don't have to pay, like, just credit us. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's, but, I think that's what it comes down to is, is just the fact that you're, you're giving some, giving the, the rights holder the opportunity to, yeah, to have a say. That, like, that's what it comes down to. That's the most important part. Most of the time, they'll just be cool with it. They'll, you know, a lot of people are just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't care. Thanks for asking. I appreciate that you even took the time to track me down or whatever. Yeah, you know? I heard. Like, later. I, um, Go ahead. Go ahead, I'm please. So sorry. I think there's like a. No, slight... I'm gonna take a drink of coffee. You talk. Oh, coffee. Um. Well, Larry worked at Amoeba forever. Um. And he has a story of poison ivy of ivy coming in to Amoeba because there was one main like um bootlegger of the music, and I remember like she mm -hmm. like came in with like some people like a few years ago like, <laughs> recently you, you should talk to him and get the full story because it's awesome but she came in and she was like 
and everyone was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, she's here. And she was just like, <laughs> who's selling this stuff, you know? And I think she found out and she was just like nice about it, but she was just like, who's doing this? Who's bootlegging this stuff? Like, I want answers. And then she left and, uh, uh, but you have to hear the story from him because it's so cool. But oh it's something man, like that, that sounds, that sounds awesome. Um, yeah, can you imagine <laughs> her coming in your work like, I mean, it kind of like blows the lid off of that, of the attitude that like, hey man, it's just, you know, it's just punk rock. We're just making, you know, we're only making $10 off these things, you know, selling them to Amoeba or whatever. It's not, hey, everybody else is doing it, whatever. But then when like, you know, then you get that phone call or yeah. something, it's like, oh shit. Like, yeah, you know, Poison Ivy just like, yeah. actually called me. Yeah. In person. With an entourage. So cool. Like <laughs> uh, my, my garbage man, he, like, so that's another thing, too, is these weird gray areas with this stuff as well. Um, like, so I have a I have a tea that has uh, you ain't no punk, you punk on it. And with an illustration um, uh, by uh, Dara Mashana, she runs a, um, a uh, vintage clothing store in Canada now. And I, I couldn't get her to do another one for me. I wanted her to do another design, but she's got her own thing going on now, which is cool. But um, I made when I made that shirt, I was so iffy about it in a way because it because i'm a i'm a really big cramps fan and like really respect her um her her privacy and and also just like there's no mistaking where you know the inspiration comes from um but i i ended up rolling with it because it's 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 a lyric it's not i'm, I'm it doesn't have the cramps on it i don't market it as a cramps tea um you know what i mean so it's it's like it's a, it's an inspired tea and um I, so, but what I did do was the, the very first one that I printed was on a small yellow vintage shirt, and it, which I still have. Because like if I ever small? run into her, it's like, it's because, you know, vintage shirts can be kind of tiny because sizing oh, was okay, really yeah. different. I thought you meant like so four it's, inches. <laughs> oh, yeah, like a little minute. Yeah, a little novelty. That would be cool, actually. <laughs> there's, a clothing, there's a clothing brand that they, when going to, um, uh, when going to printers was a thing, they would take little, um, they look like little suitcases. When you open them up, it's like a, a dozens of little miniature t-shirts hanging on these little miniature <laughs> hangers so that you can see their, uh, the colors that they have available. That's um, so cool. Yeah, they're really neat. Um, but I saved, I saved this print for her in case one day I ever did run into her. Like maybe she'll tell me that I should stop, but with that tea, but at least I'll have that one to give her. To, to, I don't know, because like I've been trying for, for, forever to kind of to, to reach out to kind of pull in all the strings that I have because I'm to, to you know because I would love to do some cramps designs you know what yeah. I mean that would be awesome but you know sometimes it, it doesn't happen and, you you, know and it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that I'm go ahead I think it's gonna happen I oh, think thanks. it's gonna happen I don't see how I, it's I put, not I like gonna to happen. put it out there yeah it's out there now and this is the like the first step in manifesting is putting it out there but and enough about this licensing stuff enough about that you know okay <laughs> uh let's get down to dirt uh seems like you are well-informed uh supernatural um human uh and i would just like to talk to you about that uh one of the things that you yes said cosmic you're... dirt yeah let's get let's get into the real stuff that matters um one thing you said you're interested in that i simply must must discuss with you 
immediately is uh, the kids with past life recall. Can you talk oh, about yeah. what that yeah. is and why, just what that is, why you're interested in it? And uh, I would really like to talk about this right now. Okay, cool. So, so it's like, it's, yeah, past life recall. So it's kind of like basically reincarnation. Um, so there are, there are these kids who, or, or it's a phenomenon where um, kids usually uh, until they're about five years old are able to recall past details from a past life. Of course, they're, 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 they're really young, so they have a hard time expressing these things. So they manifest in like um, uh, dreams um, and just weird stuff that they say to their parents. And, yeah. the, you know, so you'll hear the stories and the parents will be like, oh, yeah, they said, um, you know, we, we drove past this place and, and, and my kid said, oh, yeah, I used, to, I used to live on a farm like that with my other mommy or something, you know? And then that kind of starts begging the question, like, what are you talking about? And then, yeah, it turns out this kid is recalling um, like this past life. And uh, so, so, I don't know, that's just super fascinating. And um, there's, a, there's a guy, wish I knew his name off the top of my head, but um, he, uh, I, think he, I think he was a doctor of some kind. And he actually, he's, the, he's studied it the most of anybody else in the world. I think he's published He's published some books in over, I think, 700 accounts that he's investigated of, of past life, um, the kids recalling past lives. So there's like 700 cases and they're all over the world, um, especially in places um, where reincarnation is, um, is, is not um, out of the ordinary in, in their culture, right? So like certain, certain countries and religious beliefs, like that's totally part of it. So it's, so that idea, so when their kid says something like that, it, it's, oh, that makes total sense. So this guy has over 700 cases uh, that he's studied. And um, quite a lot of them, he's been able to track down the, um, the places and people that these kids are referencing. And they're real people in real places. And it's, and it's totally crazy and mind boggling. Yeah. And the one that, the case that got me into it. Oh, do you have, I'll tell you. No, what the I want to know what got it. you like, into go it. Straight up. Well, okay. this one kid, um, I guess, to cut to the chase, he was uh, uh, <laughs> supposedly a reincarnated uh, fighter pilot from World War II. And he uh, would have dreams about being trapped in this plane because he was shot down. And um, so, like, he would wake up screaming and his mom would come in. And he'd be in his crib on his back, like, kicking and pushing up with his hands and feet, saying, um, uh, little man little man can't get out or something like that and oh my God. going through books he was able to uh, he would he would he would uh, recall um locations and like the battle that he was shot down in and stuff i think his dad might have been a world war ii buff too so there's some stuff in there where you're kind of like well maybe he just saw stuff that his dad was looking at or books that his dad might have had to know all this stuff but he knew about he knew about planes. He knew they took him to an uh, like an aviation museum, and he was telling he was telling the uh, the museum dude about the the instruments in the cockpit of this plane, and like that's not that's not supposed to be there, and like that's different. And the guy told his parents, like, yeah, actually, we're in the process of um, refurbishing it. So the things that he pointed out, like those aren't actually accurate. Like those are just sort of like placeholder parts that we put in there. Just stuff wow. like that. And like he went, they they tracked down the they tracked down the ship that he um that he served on. There was only one one ship 
that participated in this one battle and it lost one fighter and it was this one guy and um that this kid says he was and they took it to a reunion of the crew of that ship and um you know this this dude was like you know well do you recognize me and he's all like yeah you're you know you're jim smith or whatever and because he recognized the dude's voice i was just like what so that's that that was the that's what got me started thinking about that stuff like um do you have kids i do i have two and like what if are they over five yeah i've got a uh nine-year-old and a 14-year-old oh wow that's so cool oh coronavirus this must have been a tough year (laughs) it's been manageable or maybe those ages are i i lived with a six and ten year old it was a little rough uh you know but i (laughs) mean i'm not gonna lie yeah i mean i don't know 14 year olds like getting stuck home is either good or bad i guess but uh um torture or not i don't know but i i guess it's cool that they had each other um but yeah do you think like i just imagine that would like if one of my nephews was just like yeah last i used to blah 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 like be like i used to work at that bar or whatever i would be so freaked out like what if your kids (laughs) did they display any like weird signs or anything of past life stuff no um i mean there's there's things like my like my daughter's always been she's the youngest she's always been very we call her the business um she's always been very straightforward about like her needs and wants and getting things done on her own so in a lot of ways when she was really younger she seemed a little like a little older you know that kind of stuff but um but nothing there were some there were some um supernatural kind of things like ghost related sort of stuff that oh like both of my kids uh had instances where they were maybe two and three and just my son's staring at me now he's like what are you about to say uh where they were (laughs) bonnie says hi uh so that will they will they be playing or sitting somewhere and um and for instance my son when he was really young like like looked up and like said hi and I was kind of, who, who are you saying hi to? And he's like, that man right there, you know, oh, that kind of thing. Man. And my daughter was in the rocking chair and she was scooted all the way over to one side. And I was like, why are you, um, why are you scooted? What, you know, what are you doing? She's like, oh, so, so grandma could sit down next to me. And now my, none of my, none of my, none of their uh, grandmothers have passed at this point or anything. So um, I don't know what that was about, but like, Maybe that's even creepier old lady was it yeah right like Jesus. wait so wow. that kind of stuff but what do no you th- past life stuff yeah what do you think changes when like when because I, I i love i love past life recall uh i have a lot to say on the topic and i just learned about my own past life stuff like two weeks ago i never heard a peep about it before which is funny uh but uh but what do you think? What, you had when you were a kid, you had recall? No, I mean, like, I found out about my past life stuff, which is completely remarkable and like shocking, shocking to me. Uh, but uh, what do you think happens when you become five? What do you think changes between a kid that's open to their past life and a, a human? <laughs> and like, that's what- a good question. And I, 
I, and I want, I don't know. And the stuff that I've seen on it or read about it, they, they don't know either. It's, it's kind of like a, a mystery, but um, they, and, and people wonder, or the people who have studied this wonder if, um, if, if it was encouraged and not dissuaded so much uh, when they're young, if it would persist a little longer, but a lot of times it's, it's over, like they, they don't recall anything after five. Um, some people re remember that they remember that stuff when they were younger, but, um, but don't have any like, uh, like current recollection of it. Right. Um, and then when, and you know, when kids are, when the kids are that young and saying things that are kind of baffling to parents, sometimes parents are just like, okay, whatever, you know, super dismissive of it, or, um, you know, like maybe get annoyed by it. Like maybe your kid was a, um, a mechanic in their past life and like they're constantly banging on stuff or taking things apart yeah, and, and like apart. that could yeah and you're like you know stop it like I, I need that you know I used and to so do that, like take tvs and radios apart like but my grandpa would give me like shitty tvs and stuff to take apart which is weird I don't know oh that's nice that's <laughs> yeah. cool I encourage that, that, that's cool to encourage I like to encourage that kind of stuff when you see it you know in, in a kid yeah. Do um, you have, have you ever gone to any or done any meditation or anything about past lives? Uh, no, no, not me. But, um, but I've always, I've always liked hearing about uh, like with the case of that one kid that got me into it, that was kind of fascinating because it was like, it's like a world war two fighter pilot or whatever. It was full of stuff that you could easily verify and things. But yeah. um a lot of the other things that that guy was researching are really like unremarkable because you know sometimes <laughs> the, the, the naysayers like well i mean i mean unremarkable in a in a legit way like no i know like, it's just because a, a lot of the yeah, well a lot of the naysayers like like to hold up um the idea that like cool everybody always says that they were like a, um you know some kind of a roman legionnaire or some kind of famous person from the past, or you know, I'm Elvis reincarnated, or whatever. Um, which is another, which is another topic that that I like to dive into sometimes. But um, but these other cases that he was talking to were just like simple things, like the you know, um, the, a, a kid reincarnated as some some dude from a, a a village, a couple you know mountain ranges over or something. Um, you know, they weren't famous people. They weren't coming back as celebrities or or people you know just like people and then it makes you wonder like like what the limits are of this whole thing you yeah. know um is it just people like could you really come back as a as a bug or something <laughs> or is that like like eastern some eastern philosophies about reincarnation it makes you, you i sometimes think that well like well if you're if your worldview is that you could come back as as anything then you're definitely more more likely to be cool to everybody and everything right lest you come back as something like that. Yeah. Gets well, squashed, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Where do you stand? Like, I mean, I, I, I love thinking about this and I change my mind all the time. And uh, I also like, am focused on it for most of the day and, and like, I'm am, am actively, actively working on my spiritual journey uh in, yeah. in a few different ways but it's like um I know where I stand right now but and it changes but do you know where you stand like what do you think happens after you die if you want to share I don't know you don't have I, like, I, I I I like to think that that we go on somehow 
You know what I mean? Um, I don't. It, all these little pieces. I think I feel like like reincarnation, like afterlife, like people going to heaven or whatever. Um, like returning energy, returning to the cosmos, and what all and all that stuff. Like I think it, it feels like there's a bunch of little clues in all those things that could all maybe add up to be something. You know what I mean? Like maybe none of them are all the way true and maybe none of them are all the way false, right? Yeah. Um, because I think so much of what we know about spirituality and and even the stuff that we know about science and things now, it's like the lines can blur in certain areas, but also like, I think that it's a, um, it could be kind of like fingerprints about uh, from, I don't know, older civilizations and things yeah. where, so there's like knowledge that, there's knowledge that we don't know about that, um, that we only have hints at now or clues about now, right? Like, you know, I'm expressing myself badly. No, um, you're not. I think, I, I don't think you are at all. I think, uh, I mean, where I'm at, just like if maybe this will, uh, maybe it'll be easier to speak to what you, like agree with or what resonates or what doesn't but my new kind of um understanding of what's happening is <laughs> is more that like everything is happening right now because time isn't real like and it's not like linear so like mm -hmm. inst instead of dimensions being like places next to each other it's just it's all right here right now and so it's like you think of it like pancakes like it's not like like so I went to this witch doctor and the witch doctor uh changed my life but she I didn't set up the appointment she didn't know my name um someone else set it up for me she had no idea who I was and I went in there she said a lot of things but she said oh you were a jazz singer in one of your past lives and she's like jazz or blues and you came from Chicago and you died in New Orleans and I was just like what the fuck like <laughs> I went to school for jazz in high school and in college like I don't know why that's weird like that's weird to me like I don't like I don't know why but it's like knowing that that was a piece of something that happened before freaks mm -hmm. me out and is so confusing it's like does that mean that my true soul is um, like you know I don't it's just it it to me it means like there's instead of it's just like that's the past i think they're all happening at the same time right now like and i think aliens and ufos and stuff are from the future us from the future but that the future isn't something that's like a linear thing away from now it's just it's all happening at the same time you know what i mean oh like, yeah yeah i i was um after i i was listening to one of your episodes um with the uh with the right ghost about the right ghost. oh cool that the, blew my mind that's crazy after after that one i i started um hopping around on podcasts because that kind of like the, the bug bit me right and my regular um paranormal podcast didn't have any new episodes so um i just started searching for different things and i and i came across this one and they started talking about like exactly what you're what you're talking about um the guy was telling a story about how his grandmother, they moved into this house. It wasn't, it wasn't on a, you know, civil war battlefield or, you know, and nobody had died in the house. Nothing, there's nothing supernatural about this house's story. 
But um, the grandmother said she was sitting in her chair one day and these three dark figures kind of like came into the room and then disappeared really fast, like ran out of the room or whatever. Um, and so then like fast forward years later, grandma dies and uh, the three, her three grandkids come into this house and they see their grandmother sitting in this rocking chair and they got freaked out and they ran out of the house. So the guy was thinking like this, so was she seeing us like uh like Whoa. phantom versions of us from the future? Dang. And were we seeing was was there a time slip, you know? So that I thought about that and started thinking about a lot of the you know, ghost stories and things that I've heard. And it kind of it makes a lot of sense, right? Um and then and then that has to do with time. Now think of like so the way we're talking about um supernatural and and ghosts and um and, and how they're perceived and whatever, um, and how that kind of stuff has been laid down in, um, in myth and whatever. Like, touching on it being a dimensional thing could be, um, could be something that was like totally well known, like 13, 15,000 years ago, yeah. that was just lost to time, but handed down like a game of telephone until it's ghosts and smoke. You know that's what I mean? So, cool. so like stuff For that sure. we're all like, oh, like, yeah. So that's, so that's what kind of what I mean when I mean like fingerprints. That's I'm kind of awesome. ripping that off from Graham Hancock's like fingerprints of the gods, right? Where there there was some ancient civilization like 15,000 years ago that was really in touch with like um, with the stars, the planets, things that we know as science and stuff now, but like only a few select people were, you know, dealing in that information back then, right? Like it was like, really specialized so as it was handed down or after like a big catastrophe the people that are left they did they weren't those dudes they weren't the you know the astronomers and whatever so as far as they knew like of the stars or whatever it was it's just like you know it's the spirits in the sky or whatever right so yeah. knowledge gets handed down and gets watered down until it's like some really like i don't know like spiritual sounding stuff when it could just be some like super scientific stuff about like interdimensional perceptions and things yeah you know what well, i mean totally and that's what's so cool about the um all this ufo stuff everyone's like i thought they were gonna make a bigger announcement why didn't they this wasn't good enough this announcement for me that yeah they just admitted it's ufos and it's like dude like obama everyone just admitted that the rules of physics are no longer the rules of physics. Like how much bigger do you want this announcement to be? It's crazy. Like, it's so cool to me. I mean, I do want a little bit more fanfare and like, you know, like a UFO parade <laughs> or something or just like whatever. But I do think it's like, yeah, they just admitted that there's stuff that goes against the natural laws of of fucking science yeah. that we know that's so cool we're so lucky what, what do you think of how they changed from uh ufo to uap i almost it almost makes me want to barf honestly when i <laughs> when i see that and hear that it makes me i actually was the oh and maybe you can help with this is i've trying to been trying to been i've been trying to design a shirt that's like against UAPs, like like maybe like, you know, like the Ghostbuster oh, oh, okay. shirt or whatever, <laughs> but it's just like, it makes me sick to my stomach and, and it's so stupid. It's so like, it's so like 
2019 to like try and like miss or 2020 to like misinformation this shit like by like changing yeah, it from totally. UFO. it's so stupid it's uh, like i also have been trying to work on a shirt that says leave mars alone i don't know if this is something you would like to uh collaborate with me or if you don't want to you know do this hard hitting stuff but uh yeah, I, it makes me sick well, tell to my me, stomach. <laughs> tell me more about, about Leave Mars Alone. Um, I just have this, like, I've just been having this idea for, like, a couple of years of doing, like, a, a shirt that's just, like, peace on Earth first, leave Mars alone. <laughs> I don't know, just something. Yeah. Something. <laughs> yeah, we, we, tend to, we tend to export all of our bad qualities, don't we? Or yeah. it seems like that that's exactly what would happen. Yeah. Um, well, it's just also. Do you ever follow, like, I like to look up. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go. You're the guest. <laughs> You're the guest. Well, I was just going to say, I like to, it makes me, it puts me in the mind of, like, I, I, I like to uh, check in pretty much every week with, like, the latest Mars anomalies. An- anomalies. Yeah. Do you ever just check out, do you ever look at Google, like, Mars anomaly 2021 or something? Mm-hmm. I just like to, because people, like scour all the new rover images, you know, and sometimes they're silly. They pick out like, pick out little corners and edges of rocks. And it's kind of like, I, I think that's probably just the corner of a rock, but sometimes yeah. it's like, that's clearly a fossil. Like, why isn't the rover like, you know what I mean? Like what, go there, go look at it, you know? Well, if anything, it, there. the fact that there's like, what I love about humans and maybe this isn't like, um, unique to humans but the idea that there's like i was just talking about this yesterday on oh yeah on the podcast i was talking to my old roommate who's uh works in the er and we were talking about coronavirus and stuff but uh we were talking about how like scientists like like some people don't trust scientists but it's like straight up there's like some girl guy whatever whose like life mission is to study this one tiny protein. They like fucking love it. Eight hours a day or more probably. Like (laughs) just like studying the smallest little thing obsessively for like 20 years to get some answer. You know what I mean? It's like scientists are these amazing people, but it's so probably not romantic. Like the way we think of it where it's like all this stuff happening and you know, hustle and bustle of the lab, like, and then it's like, there's these other people that just sit at their house all day, like examining like the Mars rover. And it's like, (laughs) not, there's no difference, I guess. It's just, it's, it's fascinating people that can be so hyper-focused on these small things. Cause it's like, I don't know. I, I haven't come to any conclusion. I just think it's so funny to think about someone that's like, uh, I don't know. I think I'll just like pay attention to what they find on Mars, like every day for the next, like, as long as it's there. I'm not going to worry about like this planet or like the fact that we don't know what's in the ocean or oh, right. you know, just I all this other shit. Mean, yeah. like, but I think it's, I'm glad you do it sometimes, but like, I'm sure those, sorry, I'm going to say it. I'm sure those dudes that are doing that, you know, are like not living their best lives, you know? Yeah, I like, I, but I'm happy to. I'm happy to. I'm happy to let them do that that work, and then yeah, and then I see what comes to the top of the image search. <laughs> no, totally. I'm glad. I, there's so many jobs I'm glad I don't have. That's one of them. 
I also would not want to be like a city planner that or like the person that decides how like um, traffic lights work. That stresses oh, me man. out. Oh so man, yeah, much. that kind of stuff. I I often like because I really like like history and archaeology and stuff too. Um, and when we go places, I'm I'm constantly thinking about what what the landscape might have looked like during I don't know um, when it was made. Like driving driving around town you can tell that like that building was obviously not made to be a donut shop, right? That building obviously used to like, it was, you know what I mean? Like a hundred years ago it was put there and it was probably like, you know, all these buildings were, they were made for, they're made for a particular purpose, but you know, now, now everything is just, it's kind of like in back to the future when uh, you know, you you, you arrive at Hill Valley and the coffee shop that he goes into, it's like, it's a, you know, it's the fifties coffee shop. It's got a yeah. jukebox and the, you know, really cool doors. And then fast forward to 85 and it's like, it's like a jazzercise place, you know, like yeah. it looks cool. Cause it used to be a fifties diner, but like, but now it's a jazzercise place. But, um, so, so like the, I like to look at the, the before and the after kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, do you live in DC um, or where do you No, live? I live in Oakland. You do I live in Oakland. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's Heck so yeah. cool. I'm in Oakland. I did so we're all God. the same time. Yeah, yeah. Why did I think PST. you lived in DC? I don't know. I did some stuff with Scott and uh, Scott Crawford recently for the Salad Days uh, thing. Maybe he's yeah. DC. I don't know. You're wearing cream shirt. Uh, I am wearing a cream shirt. So weird. I thought that you were there. I don't know why. So strange. Um. Yeah, well, that's cool. I like, uh, I love looking at what places used to be too. Like, uh, but especially before they built anything is so awesome. It's just like, how did they plan that? How did they do that? Right. Like, I wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> so, so like, you know, I, I'll, I'll trip out on these. I'll start getting lost in those kind of details when we're wandering around. And like, uh, I was recently, um, we were in Monterey and we were just kind of, we're at this like shoreline. And, you know, they've got the aquarium there and there's all this like beach life stuff and kelp and things. And there's like old harbors and the remnants of old harbors. And I'm kind of tripping out on all that. And sometimes I get really like, I'm like, oh man, I would love to, I wish I knew how to think about this kind of stuff. I wish I knew how to figure out that, you know, the things that I'm looking at. And, yeah. um, but then I, I look down and I like, I like, it's like, it's dirty. Kelp is kind of stinky, you know, like stuff in the water, like, like it would, like all that stuff is cool. But, but, but like you were saying, you, you have to like have a passion for that kind of stuff to really yeah. love it. And like, like the person studying a microbe all day long, all the time has to be into it. Right. People, yeah. there are people who are like really into like, um, like forensic science and like how to study a cadaver and things. But it's like, like, I like watching, I like true crime, but like, I don't, I, I wouldn't be that person, you know? Yeah. So like, I'm looking at, I'm looking down at all the, all the kelp and thinking like, wow, like I'm being a marine archaeologist or something. I was like, yeah, but you know what? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be in the, in the stinky water really. <laughs> so so <laughs> I like awesome. reading everybody else's, I like there's, reading the experts results. Yeah, no, there's something for everyone. I'm realizing that a lot too, is like, as much as it's like, have a job that like, don't work unless it's, your dream it's like a lot of people want to just work <laughs> you know like everyone wants to yeah. do something different and people's passions are totally different like you know and that's what's cool it's like it would suck if we all just like the exact same thing and like nobody wanted to 
like bake cookies and there's no cookies in the world because everyone wanted to just like i don't know do another right. job that, that that passion the the things that motivate people especially people who become like the experts in their field or just people who who end up who just do a good job because they love their job or whatever like that can be a really powerful um force right like that motivation force i was thinking about what you were saying earlier about your um reincarnation um knowledge um becoming like taking jazz and whatever like like that kind of that kind of motivation maybe that's like a maybe that's like some kind of force right that kind of transcends the uh time and whatnot right because well it's confusing though because it's like was i just following my last it wasn't my last life but was i just following another life like did i just ruin this life by just doing what i was (laughs) doing last time like am i supposed are we supposed to take those parts with us like i I don't i don't like i'm glad and i'm not bummed it's just a question that's fun to ask is like because then i was like if i knew who it was could i listen to my records like that's insane you know what i mean like if you used to be a writer or anything a doctor a lawyer a baker like what if you opened a bakery i don't know why i'm saying so much about baked goods but it's like (laughs) what if you opened a bakery like two or a hundred years ago somewhere and you could go to your bakery like my best friend she was a writer like 400 years ago the witch doctor told her it's like like dude you could read a book you wrote like if we find out who it is that's insane like i never thought about that stuff it what if you invented like the sauce could taste but maybe that's just the way that 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 force that motivation force or that like i've never spoken about this out loud before so i don't know how to like what language to use to describe it but like that that um the you know the force the motivating uh uh energy i guess maybe you could say right that that gets pushed through through time and through people like because think about it like what about before writing was invented right or what about before jazz was invented like what you ever see people who are like really super good at at these things that seem like so modern and you're like like what if they were born a hundred years ago before that thing existed like what would that have looked like then totally. you know like would they be super good at something else like maybe the you know the music thing or the writing thing it's, it's the creativity thing i don't know how that would have manifested like you know a million years ago but um yeah that's what trips me out man it's kind of like like wow that kid's really good at tetherball you know <laughs> like he's like olympic level, level tetherball player but like you know would he have been just a useless human um, before, <laughs> you know, in the past before tetherball was around or would that have been, you know, would he have been something, you know, like really good at hitting something else? I don't know, yeah. but, but maybe that, uh, that uh, inspirational energy or something is what it is well, the, and not really the, and not really the, that ta- that particular task. Yeah. There's also obviously exists the concept that like, uh, that we're just like there's there's who we are there's our true self our true soul and we keep coming back um to grow and to do whatever different things but like um like he might have been you know like anything else but it's all leading you're just growing you know you're just growing and learning new Mm -hmm. things and it's like um 
Yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah. I, I I'm I'm my mind's blown because yeah, she was like, oh, you're a jazz, a, like a, uh, addict, jazz person, and it's like I'm like, that makes sense. Like I, you it know, because it's, it's just like you. I thought I was gonna be like a pirate or like a whatever, like, you know, like I don't know anything. But it's just I think you are just what you need to be. Um, and I think you choose what you are, which is weird too. Um, but I don't know. I think we should keep in touch. Yeah. Tell me what you learn. Um, maybe go get your past lives uh, looked at because you might learn something. You might have been like a robe maker in like ancient Greece or whatever. <laughs> you know, like this That'd might be cool. just be like your lineage, like what you're meant to do you know forever slinging shirts yeah um well uh is there anything else you'd like to say before we go or where where can the people find you um i'm on uh instagram at uh underscore rock roll repeat underscore um and my website is rock roll repeat forever.com and, and i'm on facebook too but not as much cool well that, that, that's about it Cool. <laughs> thanks for thanks for having me on and letting me letting me geek out about some stuff that uh, I don't normally get to geek out about. No, um, it's so fun. I still have I, questions, I but I have to go because I have to go sell some clothes so I can make rent. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, uh, old. That's I guess that's part of my life. I've always done that too. Um, but uh, thank you so much for coming here and uh, thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Bonnie.